0: The hour to which the podcast adjourned having arrived, the podcast is now in order.
1: Let's gather in for this week's State House Takeout with the reporters on top of Beacon Hill at the State House News Service. Here's Sam Doran.
0: Well, the legislature finally finished a budget this week, 18 days late, but better late than never, and the final bill calls for nearly $42 billion in spending. Not everyone's happy with how the bill was resolved, though. Isn't that right, Matt Murphy?
2: That's right, Sam. Uh, Immigration advocates were back in the building after the House and Senate passed this budget and sent it to the governor protesting the omission of a version of the Safe Communities Act that they were really hoping made it into this final version. And it wasn't just advocates expressing their frustration. In, in some rare displays of uh, animosity towards the speaker from members, uh, reps like Mike Connolly from Cambridge said they were disgusted that the House stood up and, and helped uh, kill this measure that would have restricted uh, local police from cooperating fully with immigration agents. Uh, this uh, threatens I think to be a major issue as the legislation as the legislature excuse me finishes for the session and moves back onto the campaign trail it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon
0: and this isn't the end of the story for the budget is it it now is laid before the governor for his approbation so to speak
2: it is laid before the governor for his approbation and the governor has uh, 10 days which would bring us to Saturday uh, July 28th uh, that he has to act uh, even if he acts a, a little bit sooner the legislature has very little time to consider overriding any of the governor's spending vetoes, and there's a potential for some significant spending vetoes there. Uh, The governor had signaled that because of the strength of FY18 revenues, the legislature had a little bit extra money to play with in this FY19 budget. But they came out of conference with uh, about uh, $350 million in additional spending. They upped their revenue estimate by more than $600 million. And the question is whether or not the governor thinks they may have overreached. So we will see, uh, particularly in an election year when budget earmarks are very important to these lawmakers, how much the governor excises from this $42 billion spending plan. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Sam.
0: With less than two weeks to go until the end of formal sessions, 10 issues that the House and Senate have both taken action on are now circling Beacon Hill like planes waiting to be cleared to land. Lawmakers have been negotiating compromise deals in secret for months in some cases, and while one conference committee came off the board this week, the budget 18 days late, five new conference committees were created this week alone. Colin Young is here He's been following the slate of conference committees, and he's here to give us a lay of the land in conference world. Colin, what's up?
3: Hey, Sam. Welcome back. Thanks. I'm going to try to give a verbal representation of the whiteboard we have in the State House News newsroom, uh, where we try to keep track of all these conference committees. So uh, you want to run right through them, Sam? Sounds good. Uh, Let's
0: start back on uh, April 11th, the oldest
3: one, short-term rentals. Yeah, so the differences here are significant. The House imposed three different tax rates for short-term rentals, depending on the number of units an owner rents, and the Senate opted instead to simply extend the existing 5.7% lodging tax to rentals offered through platforms like Airbnb, and the Senate leaves regulation up to municipalities.
0: Consumer Data Protection, also known as the Equifax bill.
3: Yeah, that's right. And among the differences here uh, is the fact that the Senate bill would require credit agencies to provide five years of free credit, credit monitoring if the agency's data is breached, and the House bill calls for one year of free monitoring.
0: Civics education.
3: Uh, the key difference here is the approach that each branch took to student-led civics projects. The Senate wants to make participation in two of these projects a requirement for high school graduation, and the house bill would require all middle and high school students to at least have the opportunity to uh, participate in a civics project but wouldn't require them veterans
0: benefits bill
3: uh, the basic provisions of these two bills related to veterans' benefits are similar. Uh, they allow municipalities to designate reserved parking spaces at city and town halls uh, for veterans, and they double the, the uh, covered burial expenses for indigent veterans from $2,000 to $4,000. Uh, but the conference committee has a, a handful of House and Senate amendments to straighten out.
0: And how about the uh, opposing House and Senate health care bills?
3: Yeah, this conference committee is trying to merge two very different bills around health care, which is – of course, an incredibly complex topic. The Senate described its bill as being guided by commercial market reforms and uh, as a a legislation that encourages innovation to reduce cost and improve care. The House bill, uh, of course, imposes about $338 million in new assessments on certain hospitals and insurers, and that's meant to bolster the bottom lines of the smaller community hospitals. Uh, House lawmakers talked a lot this session about how one change uh, or a change in one section of health care legislation can have ripple effects through the entire bill, uh, which means that the task here of finding compromise uh, could be somewhat tedious.
0: Now, let's get into the five that were appointed this week, Colin, uh, starting with education funding or the so-called foundation budget.
3: Yeah, this uh, conference committee is trying to rectify the different approaches to reworking the funding formula that a 2015 report found underestimates the cost of education by a billion dollars a year. Uh, The House bill would provide about $500 million to school districts over five years Uh, to help cover special education and health benefit costs. And the Senate bill calls for uh, state officials to annually determine an implementation schedule for all four of the commission's focus areas.
0: Automatic voter registration.
3: Uh, On this one, lawmakers are settling differences between House and Senate bills that would automatically register eligible citizens to vote when they interact with MassHealth and the RMV unless they choose to opt out. Uh, This is one it, it would be surprising if this one doesn't get done.
0: And what are the differences with the environmental bond bill?
3: Uh, Here the game is negotiating between the House and Senate earmarks. You know, who gets how much money and for what. Um, This is another one that would be surprising to see left on the cutting room floor at the end of the month.
0: Sure. Uh, Animal welfare, also known as the... Pause 2 Act, Pause two. I think. Yeah.
3: yeah, the committee here is working uh, with, with two very similar bills, both both of which, among other things, would outlaw the drowning of animals. Um, the House and Senate each adopted their own versions. So the job here is to turn the two bills into one.
0: And we had the first meeting uh, yesterday of the uh, energy bill conferees. What's up there?
3: Yeah, this conference committee has its work cut out for it uh, with, you know, it it will ultimately have just two weeks to do that work. Uh, The Senate passed an omnibus energy bill to promote green energy, and the House sent back four different proposals to spur renewable energy purchases, promote electricity storage, and enhance energy efficiency.
0: So as of this taping, we've got 11 days until the end of formal sessions. It's a lot to bite off here.
3: 11 days, 10 conference reports.
0: Here we go. All right. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Sam. The Senate on Thursday passed its version of a bill to curb overdoses and treat people addicted to opioids, but not before excising a controversial provision. Andy Metzger, you covered this this week. Tell us about supervised injection sites or harm reduction sites, as they're known in the bill.
1: Uh, These would be sites where people who are addicted to heroin or fentanyl, for instance, could go to use the illegal drugs in a somewhat safer setting with medical professionals on hand uh, in case they suffer an overdose. Uh, There would also be counselors there to refer people. It's hard to get too specific about what these would look like because they are not legal in Massachusetts. They don't exist in Massachusetts, and they won't for the foreseeable future. the Senate decided instead of legalizing these things, they would um, they would try to study the issue, um, learn more about it. There are some of these around the world. And um, I guess this is one of those things they're kicking off to a future session to potentially deal with.
0: Sounds like that'll make it easier for the House and Senate to reconcile their two versions of Governor Baker's opioids bill. Uh, What are the reasons for and against legalizing these sorts of sites?
1: Let's start with the reasons not to do it. Um, For one, U.S. Attorney Andrew Lelling said that people could be prosecuted under federal law if they are working at these sites. Um, They are illegal under federal law federal law. Boston Mayor Marty Walsh opposes it. Uh, Governor Baker opposes it. Um, Governor Baker doesn't think that there's much um Evidence showing that they would save lives. Marty Walsh worries that people could be exposed to drug dealers who would know where all the people addicted to drugs are located. Um, So that's the opposition. People in favor of it, which includes uh, folks at the AIDS Action Committee, they say that this would reduce overdoses in public parks and bathrooms, which are happening um, all the time. Um, it would reduce discarded needles because supposedly a lot of the drug use would be happening within these sites, and it would cut down on the transmission of blood-borne diseases, <clears throat> which can be deadly, like HIV, because there would be clean needles available at these sites. So if the study becomes law, some of these issues could be hashed out within that, and we might get a more definitive opinion on just what these sites would offer.
0: All right. Thanks, Andy.
1: Thank you, Sam. And Sam, I understand you're back from the British Isles, that being Ireland, Northern Ireland, and the Isle of Man.
0: Uh, that's, that's correct, Andy. Uh, although Ireland is not part of the UK, as uh, our president asserted during his visit last week.
1: Right. An important uh, correction there. Um, but uh, you are audio-visual reporter, um, and so you've become kind of a connoisseur of the customs of the legislature here as regards photographing and audio recording. And I I take it you learned a little bit about those those rules um abroad as uh, well.
0: Right. Particularly as a, a tourist, I'm wondering uh, can I take photos uh in, say, the Chamber of Tynwald on the Isle of Man, uh, which is the oldest continuous parliament in the world, matter of fact.
1: And here, of course, the the prohibition on photos, while uh loosely and inconsistently enforced, can be <laughs> Troublesome to tourists and reporters alike. W- w- what's the story over there at the Tinwald?
0: <laughs> well, at, at the Tinwald, um, I know you like to draw, Andy, and uh, you're a gifted sketch artist, may oh, thank I say. You. Um, and I know you've sketched some formal sessions from the floor of the house, for example. Guilty as charged. <laughs> but that is uh, allowed uh, in, uh, under the rules of the Massachusetts House, whereas at Tinwald, you may not draw, or paint, or sketch. Uh, the proceedings of uh, of the court of Tynwald.
1: That is wild. Did you see that enforced in, in any <laughs> times?
0: I did not see any attempts at drawing while I was there.
1: And were there any other um, things that you noticed that are different about the the parliaments in or Tynwald in the case of the Isle of Man and uh, and the Parliament
0: in? Uh, oh, when I was over in Ireland. Uh, um, so from an audiovisual perspective, you are very limited in Leinster House. Uh, their, their Capitol building, as to where you can photograph and videotape. So you can't just have a press avail in the hallway, as we do every Monday outside the governor's SPs or speaker's offices. Uh, so you have to go either to an audiovisual room or most folks have to hold their press conferences outside in the driveway on the plinth, which is a raised, uh, raised stone area in the middle of the driveway.
1: Interesting. I don't imagine we'll be importing that custom. I, I don't soon.
0: think we'll be having our avails in Ashburton Park exclusively. No. All
1: right. And, and and did you violate these rules at all to, to <laughs> certainly to take not. a photo? Okay. I was all right.
0: I was a conscientious uh, right. tourist.
1: I'll have to use my imagination then. All right. Um, all right. Well,
0: thank you, Sam. Uh, thank you, Andy.
1: Statehouse Takeout is a production of the Statehouse News Service. And for a daily fix of Statehouse headlines, visit Masterlist.com.
2: Masterlist with two S's. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.